Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome back to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. We're so excited to be here with you as always. This is the What? We're excited this time to be here? No. Because normally we're not. Stop. (laughs) Stop the presses. This is really one of our favorite things to do because all the things that come our way are just so worthy of juicing. I know. I love it. I love it. We We got a call today. We got a call. And um, I was like, let's let's record on this because I really like this this thought process. So um, let's play that Great. message, and then we will juice it. Hey, Dev. Hey, Gina Marie. This is Francine. I was calling to find out because I'm really curious to see if you guys have friends who like keep score on you about hey, you don't call me as often as I call you, or you don't invite me to events like I invite you, or just stuff like that. It's like, I'm just really curious to find out what other people think about that. So anyway, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Mm. Wow. That's, that was a great question. It's a very good question. I think it's a great question, not only in friendships, but also in relationships. Yeah. In, gen- uh, all, in, in general. general. Yeah. yeah. All like relationships. Romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, sibling relationships. Mm-hmm. Like in, within your family. Yeah. Yeah. You never call me. Oh, I know. I always have to call you. And that's the interesting thing. So if, if you're listening right now, it's a good question to ask yourself. Is this something that you do? Right. You know, it's, okay. It might I, be kind of subconscious, you know, be. where it's, you're not thinking you're doing it, but you're doing it and yeah. it manifests itself by the things that you say, like, oh, I'm always the one doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, right. or whatever. Right. And I so. think that, okay, so I'm guilty of this with Wes, you know, I, it's interesting because I'm working with him now, right? Mm-hmm. So not only do I have like, you know, when his washer went out, I was cleaning his laundry for him. When his car broke down, I gave him my car. But now it's like, here, take care of this. You know, I need this done. I need that done. And I can, if I have expectations of what he owes me, because I do all of this for him. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, if you're working for him, you're getting paid for, you know, the a lot of those things. Right. But I think that if I were to challenge it, he would have a laundry list of things that I'm not thinking of. Sure. What about the this that I do? And what about the that that I do? And I think that in our relationship, like for me, I probably give more acts of service. Mm. And he probably gives to relationship more 
financially mm-hmm. as far as, you know, when we go out to dinner or, or whatever. Right. And I think that we both take care of each other equally. Mm-hmm. But when you're focusing on what you do for him and have an expectation of what he should be doing for you, Mm -hmm. then I think that's when you start kind of keeping score. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough because my thought is when you're doing something for someone, it comes from the conviction of your heart, I I hope. It should. I hope. It should. If you're mature... And that's and that's where you have to ask yourself if you're getting petty. Like, is the reason I'm doing what's the intention and what's the reason I'm doing this? Am I doing it because you did this for me? Now I feel obligated to do it? Because that's a different that's coming from a different place than no, I really want to cook you dinner. No, I let me get the the check this time. Let me pay the bill. Or no, you know what? Let me plan the party. Whatever, whatever the thing is. You kind of have to ask yourself that question, right? It's right. like, why am I doing this? And is it something that I genuinely want to do? Is it coming from my right. heart? Because sometimes I do feel like in certain situations, especially in really close relationships like family members, there could be things done out of guilt, obligation. I'm always the one. Oh, I might as well just do it because I'm always the one that does it, you right. know, right? I mean, not, no one's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No vacation's going to be had up in here because no one else is going to plan that vacation. <laughs> Although in COVID, it's just going down the street to the park, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm the one that would have had to bring the wagon and the picnic. That's right. The martyr. <laughs> I'm the martyr. Right. Martyrs keep score. Oh. Immature people keep score. Mm. People who have the wrong heart in giving mm-hmm. keep score. Yeah. And I think that, and and that happens when you get to that point in relationships where you feel like you're not getting, that's, it's an easy place to go, you know, and it's an easy thing to look back on exes. (laughs) Like, well, didn't didn't do the thing. You know what? Okay. So I have a theory about that, ladies. Are you ready for this? So I loved being the giver Mm -hmm. in the relationship Mm -hmm. because... I always want to be the one that got away. <laughs> I always want to be the one that's like, I don't want, I don't ever want a guy to be like, shush, thank God she's gone. Right. It's like, I oh, want to be missed. Yeah. Oh, I miss. So I am going to give it my all. Yeah. I'm going to be sweet because yep. no one's going to miss somebody that's. Yeah. The B word. Right. Nobody wants no that. that. Um, yeah. But so what. You know, is there, so for me, it was like, okay, if I'm going to give, I'm giving because I want to. And, you know, there was a little bit of pride. Like I took pride that I was the type of person that was willing to be the giver. Mm -hmm. You and I are both givers. Big time. Big time. And, And I do genuinely think it comes from an innate place and desire of wanting that. Because the other, there's gratification in the reaction in the the love in mm-hmm. the joy in the experience of people getting you know and and just them being happy and that that those kinds of things fulfill me right. i get filled up from mm-hmm. that so there's a natural place of giving that i think comes from within yeah you know i think that you know in in, in a 
in an intimate relationship when when Wes and I um, when I start to feel like I'm giving too much, that's on me because if I tell him what I need, right, he will deliver. He'll do it, mm-hmm. and and in a lot of cases. He is, I mean, we're, we're both givers. It's just when I have an expectation or I have a need that I'm not expressing mm-hmm. is when I start keeping score, going, well, when is it going to be my turn to do the thing? But he will, in a lot of cases, I am not able to give because he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do that. And it's it's kind of an uncomfortable thing. I'm not used to, he opens the car doors for me and, you know, and and he's like, let me, let me make the dinner. You just sit back. Like he will do that. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like he takes and takes and takes and takes. But sometimes when I'm being immature, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling entitled, when I'm keeping score, is when I start thinking that I'm giving more. Yeah. And then maybe that's a good point, right? Because as you're having that reflection, then what is the action that you take? You know, that's always important for us to to get to the action-oriented place. Is it that then it's a trigger to communicate and to say, okay, instead of letting this fester, because that's, that's, that's when it becomes even more challenging, is that that meant that you kept enough score <laughs> that there's actually a tally board, right? Right. Of right. A, a number of things that you've done that he didn't do or whatever it is. So and then, they have no idea. Yeah. They're like, I have no idea. What? Where did the, what? what Seriously. Where did that come from? Yep. So that's why, you know, having our relationship review, when we have on Sundays, that is my time. He's a smart man. He's like, I, no, no, no. I want a review. Give it to me. What I do this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> report card ah. yep, there it is what's my progress report yeah he he will he he wants this because he doesn't want anything building up he's a smart man mm-hmm. he's like i don't no 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 no. whoa what do you mean <laughs> you've been feeling like this for yeah. three weeks yeah I'll you s- broke code we were supposed to talk about this every week yeah. that's on you for not telling it me is. three weeks ago and sometimes I'll be like, well, that's because we didn't have the relationship review because we were da, 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 or right, whatever. Right. So that you know, part but, was your fault. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> but I think I think that's, you know, it takes some ownership on my part to express my needs. So yep. if you out there in a relationship are keeping score, search within your heart. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Are you doing it out of love? Are you mm-hmm. doing it out of expectation? Why are you keeping score? Is it because you have needs that you're not communicating? You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great-sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production, and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. 
for a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. Now, let's talk about the the different dynamic within friendships. Mm, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So it's going to look a little different with a friendship because you're not going to be like getting together and talking and saying, I have a need for you, you know? Well, you know, so there's there's something that I do intentionally in, in friendships. And um, so I'm naturally a listener. I want that. I want my friends to feel like I... I want to know how they're doing, how they're feeling. So when I have conversations, it's important to me to give space, meaning if there's something to say or to process, I want that to be kind of even. So I'm always thinking about that. Like there may be something very exciting or very crazy or whatever it is that I want to share, but I'm kind of keeping that temperature. So if I see that there's a lot going on, I kind of, I'm like, oh, maybe this is not a good time, you know, for me to be like, Bleh. right, <laughs> you know, dumping all this stuff. Right. Um, but I also have to be careful to not overthink because it is, it just is what it is, right? right? Like the time that I want to share something with you could very well be, you do have a lot going on or maybe you don't have a lot going on, but the point is that I really have something to share with you. So, you know, those those are kinds of things that I do. So in terms of keeping score, I, I don't want to come across as that friend like, oh, she just calls and just talks the whole time right, and I never get a right, word in. And right. Then, and it's all about her right. and her problems. All yep. about me. All about I. All about number one. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's like there's a consciousness, I think, that you have to have. And that's, that's another score, right? That mm-hmm. friends keep track of. Yeah. Every time we call, it's always about her. Mm-hmm. And I had something I really was excited about telling, but she was right. all about her. And then, oh, she had to go. Yeah. Then you just, or I had to yep. go and I didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a friendship, it's a good idea to be cautious of that. Okay. So if, if a friend is doing that to you, mm-hmm. if every time you talk to them, they're only talking about them themselves and you know their problems mm-hmm. I, you know i think that sometimes i just have to I, I have to know that that's the way they are and that they're not going to be the one that i get to talk to about whatever the things it's kind of it's kind of their loss right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they don't get to share in that right um but you know that that's the lane that they're in you know you don't have to keep score it's just accept it mm-hmm. and be okay with it. That's the, that's their capability at that moment. And yeah. I've had friends that have been, have had seasons of that where it's, where they're like that. And then, wait, well, I want to hear more about you. You know, they will eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I realized last 10 times we talked, it was all about me. What's going on with you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're really good about when we talk to the tribe, you're always really good about like recapping everything. Jen, I'm so happy that you get to oh, do this. Yeah, yeah. Melanie, it's so great to hear that that's your victories. Right. Donna, that looked like so much fun. Mm-hmm. You're really good. You're a very good listener. Yeah. I, I think not everybody has that gift. I, I think it's important for people to feel heard. And it doesn't matter if it's a big or small thing. You know, it could be this monumental mega 
event that happened, or it could be a small detail. But that that small detail might have been the most important thing that happened in that person's day. So it's like ha- just having some of that acknowledgement, I think, is important. Well, and for you, that's your temperament. Mm-hmm. That That is something that comes really natural with you. I think it comes from, from being self-aware, mm-hmm. paying attention, being in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with that a little more. I'm all, <laughs> my conversations are like a ping pong ball all over the place. But I have to purpose in my heart to, and I'm inspired by you. And it's like, oh my gosh, well, of course I'm thinking it, but I need to say it, you know, acknowledge these things to my friends so that, so that they feel heard. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does this look like with family? Ugh. I think with family, boy, there's, I think that's when you kind of sometimes need to have boundaries, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a healthy way of mm-hmm. dealing with scorekeeping, right? Yes. Um, yes. There's a healthy way of keeping score and there's an unhealthy way, right? Yeah. I think, you know, the healthy way of keeping score would be having uh, those boundaries and respect and a mutual understanding mm-hmm. and healthy expectations. And then unhealthy expectations would be, oh, you know, the gift that my mom gave me was $50. So I'm going to give her a $50 gift card or, you know, or, or she never comes to visit me. So I'm not going to go visit her or she doesn't call me. So I'm not going to call her. Right. I think that those that's unhealthy. Yeah. And it, and it is tough because family, I think when it's a little bit closer to home, it's a little bit easier to get oh agitated, gosh. right? 100%. 100%. So you're not, the lens that you're wearing is different. Mm-hmm. Because you you can get you can get frustrated, and these are people that you've known, you know, especially your immediate family, your whole life. So you kind of observe patterns and different things and dynamics that either work well or not well together. And that's why I think boundaries are really helpful, like you said, Jean Marie. And I think it does. Communication still applies, you know, <laughs> just Absolutely. just like it does in any other relationship. And to be strong enough, like with boundaries, right? When yeah. somebody has. You know, I think there's there's a score keeping both ways, right? It's when you're keeping score on them or mm-hmm. they're keeping score on you, mm-hmm. right? So let's say they're keeping score with you and and they're, you know, saying, well, I call you way more than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, communication is a great way yeah. to have those boundaries. And it, it takes strength to not feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can purpose in your heart to do it more because you know that it would mean something to them. Mm-hmm. There's the let's say the gift thing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you keep score, keeping score on them that they didn't give you something. Well, because oh, they're bad at remembering birthdays, anniversaries, and things like that. Right, right. Like they didn't even they didn't even call me on my anniversary. They didn't even send a birthday card, even if it wasn't a yeah, gift. I like mean, if you're, <laughs> I mean, nobody wants the friend. And I've had people, I've had people do this to me. Well, it was my anniversary. You didn't say anything, oh. or well, it was my birthday. Why are you making them feel bad? Don't make him feel, you know, don't make him feel bad. Oh, well, you didn't go to my party. 
Right. And uh, I guess I'm not good enough. Whatever. And that's so that's the other thing in this is don't make assumptions. Don't make the wrong assumptions by those things. So don't misinterpret an inaction as something malicious, you know, like an intentional yes. not showing if up. If they and- didn't give you a gift that's the same as yours, oh my gosh, I lost a friendship over this one time. Aww. But I was a kid, you know, because I, but for still. me, I did. I had an expectation. It was, it was from my heart. I was giving her a gift and it was a, um, it was a gold heart or a gold cross, and I met her. We, we'd planned this day before Christmas, and I got there, and she wasn't there, and I had to find where she was at, and I was really excited about giving her the gift. She didn't want to open the gift because she didn't have one for me. Mm. And then when she did, she gave me a gift that was, like, equal of value. Like, she gave me a pair of pants that I had put on hold and a, and an envelope full with, the, with some cash with my name written on it. And I was so upset Mm. because I don't want, you know, I didn't want your money, but I did have an expectation that it was like, I had an expectation that she should have put some thought into it. Yeah. You know what? That wasn't, she was an amazing person in so many ways. And I lost out on years because I was so upset about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, you guys. That was my ring. (laughs) I'm waiting for a baby call. That's why my phone's on. Still haven't had the baby yet. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So there you are, you know, yeah. you you have these ex- expectations and what did it do? Mm-hmm. I had expectations that she would put thought into it. I was disappointed in what she gave me instead of just accepting that as a gift. Right. What a little brat. Yeah. Like, just, well, I am, you know, that, I... You better be happy with that pants she gave you. And Stop. the money. <laughs> Stop. You know, well, just be thankful. Gosh, what a little brat. What a brat. What a brat. And then I lost years. Mm. So don't do that. Well, so then we have a tag on to what you just said. So speaking of expectations, there is the price of admission. Okay, so the price of admission, particularly with intimate relationships, because those are ones by choice. Mm-hmm. Like you can't choose some of your family members. So there's that. <laughs> so just leave that right there. But, <laughs> you know, um, or or let's just say chosen relationships, even like friendships, there is a price of admission because people are the way that they are. So if a person is messy, or if a person is a particular kind of way, the price that you pay is that you you're, you may be more of something that that person isn't or do more of something that that person doesn't. And that's a price you have to accept because it's a choice. So you can't expect something if that person is just, they're just messy. They just like to spend money. They're just... Talking about me. Well, Well, that's true. That's, that's, That's Wesley's price of admission. He goes by chairs and pushes them back in after I've come out of the chair and he, you know, and he shuts doors behind me and he's like, don't put this on this side of the kitchen. You put it on this side of the kitchen. He has his ways. That is his price of admission for me. But I make up for it by all the things that I do. All the other things. Now, Wes has so many great character traits and the giving that he he gives me experiences and just there's just so much that he gives who am I to say that he's not doing enough 
He's doing something different. We yeah. all pay a different price of admission. Yeah, and that's and and that is, and so that's something that you have to understand in in relationships. Is there's there's this uh, great quote: "Relationships are about give and take, not tit for tat. And if you're keeping score, you'll lose at your own game." Ooh. So you know, it's just an it's just another example. If you're aware, and you're mature, <laughs> like you said, and present, then these are the adult things that we deal with in relationships that we just have to have patience and fortitude and communication and respect. And it goes both ways. Just as much as somebody is the person that's messy or whatever it is, there's things that you do that you have to be more conscious of, of like, oh, yeah, I am not really good at calling people you know, yeah, and do like, you want your stuff pointed out? Just point that out to somebody else, and they will. I'll bet you anything they'll right. have things to point back at you. Yeah, pot, meat kettle, right? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> do you want to go on a date? So, and it's and it's another thing where it's like where your focus goes, your energy flows. Are you focusing on what have you done for me lately, mm. or are you focusing on all of the things that the they whole do package do? The whole package, yeah. That that focus, like, hmm, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. He now, checks in with me all the time. He, mm-hmm. you know, he cares about me. He he oh, he goes through great lengths to do things for my girls. You know, there's I could just go on and on and on and on. Right. If I start talking about how I do this and I do that, you know, I I know that he would cancel it out with all of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. And and then there is the important part, so of unhealthy things that come into your orbit related to a relationship. Like if someone's a drainer, if there's negativity, then that does have to be managed. Right. You know, that's not so much keeping score; it's keeping and preserving your energy so you can protect your peace yes. and your serenity. So if somebody is showing up consistently in that way where they are discriminating and resentful and producing anxiety for you and inconsiderate or negative and exhausting and resistant to change it's like okay then maybe we need space and time and other things and it's and that's when boundaries yeah, come in and then right? that's uh, that's a little different that's yeah scorekeeping for because the your price, sanity because that's not worth the price yeah it's not worth the price no. if they're not adding value to your life Mm-mm. And then, okay, well, that scorekeeper, bye. Right. Maybe should not let them in your bedroom or in your living room. Mm-hmm. If you if you are a house, you know, <laughs> right. you let all those those people that you can confide in into your bedroom. And then there's those people that you, you know, will talk to at the kitchen table and people that you have your mm-hmm. parties in the backyard yeah. and people that you would, you know... Talk to in the front yard. Right. Drainers, those people around the corner. <laughs> That's if right. That, you know, if that is your life, right? Exactly. And knowing where those people are. Mm-hmm. Those kind of people that are keeping score. Yeah. Hey, here's another thought. If somebody is keeping score on you, a great way to come back is to say, do you have a need that I don't know about that I am not fulfilling and see what they say. Maybe they're communicating that because I know that when I'm keeping score, it's because there's a need that's not being met or an expectation. Do you have an expectation of me that I don't know about? Or do you have a need for me that you're not fulfilling? 
and then see what they say. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to communicate and to get some dialogue, right? Yep. I'm sensing, I'm sensing a little resentment there. Have I done something that you I was expected of that I don't know of? Mm. Yep. Ask and a question. See what happens. Yep. Be inquisitive. Get some more information. Collect that data. Right. Yes. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Francine. Yeah. I think okay. she was just curious. Yeah. I, and I think it's great. I, they and, were probably and, sitting around talking, going, hmm. That's interesting. I wonder what yeah. I wonder what Des and Gina Marie would think about that. Yeah, I mean it, it is it's a it's a normal thing. It's a normal thing that comes up, and like I said, I truly think a lot of times it's subconscious. You yeah. don't even recognize it. Yeah. So if somebody's keeping score on you, evaluate if they're worth the price of admission, mm. and then either put up a boundary, have a conversation. Yep. And that's a great way to navigate keeping score. I dig it. I dig it. You dig it? I do. So with that, yep. gratitude, attitude. I love this part. And it's going to be, this one's kind of funny because I'm angry at these little creatures, but I'm grateful for them. And so when I think about being grateful, then it takes away the being angry. Aww. So um, my mom has two adorable dogs, Stitch and Radar. Your brothers. My brothers. She literally <laughs> calls them my brothers. It's a little strange. It's kind of creepy. But you know what? They're adorable. We have a special family. We do. And they, I mean, they really just light up our lives. There, There is really something special about pets. I don't know if there's pet people out there, dog people, whatever your pet is. Maybe you have a cat or a fish. I don't know. But um, they, they really do bring us so much joy. And in this whole COVID situation, they they make us laugh. They keep us company. They, you know, they just, they give you unconditional love. But I tell you what, they do some little pesky pesty things too like barking when you're trying to do your zoom calls and pooping in places there they know and that's the thing they know they're not supposed to do but um they really have i am so grateful i i wake up and i'm like oh i i can't imagine life without them they're so sweet so yeah they've they've brought us a lot of joy and they keep things exciting because it's easy to to feel a little bit of monotony you know with this whole situation and they they keep it a little exciting so i'm grateful for those little little guys little little brothers your little brothers (laughs) brothers from a furry furry mother that's right that's right (laughs) They, they are so cute you know what i'm what i am grateful for is the way that Wes is blending in with our family oh, and the things that are going on right now are just so amazing. Um, we got to have dinner with Simone and Landon, and um, they're getting married. They're that's getting the one. Married. That's one one of the couples. Of the two couples. Yeah, they're getting married. Um, and we invited them over for, well, I'm, I'm, I was so thankful for the whole night. I was very thankful for the way that my daughter carried herself. Um, it's such a blessing to me for her to be so accepting the situation, despite the grief, um, of losing their dad and everything. Simone has done an amazing job. So we, um, we had lobster and filet mignon and we had, and we cooked it at home and they were just tickled 
to have that, have nice wine. And Simone, um, we sat down at the, t- at the table and um, we had these questions that we, that we pulled and great conversation, getting to know them as a couple. And at the end, Simone said, well, I know to Wes, I know that your love language is words of affirmation. So I, and then she just expressed her gratitude. Thank you so much for being able to, you know, to have us over. This is a special thing. I know that that made um, Wes feel very appreciated. And you know, it's, it's a very special thing to have the special people in your life be okay with each other. Like you want to share that, you know? So, so I'm very thankful for the progression of that. Beautiful. That's my gratitude attitude. What's your gratitude attitude? What are you thankful for today? Mm, Such a great thing to think about. Yes. Mm. What would you, how would you answer that question? Because there's always something to be grateful for, right? Always. And I am grateful that you guys tuned in. If you would like to make sure that you don't miss an episode what can they do? You can subscribe. What? You just push they the just, button. They just is it that easy? It's you that just easy. like push you just button. put the bu- push the button. Yep. Do they have to send money? Nope. Do they have to like give any kind of referrals to do that? No. no you, just just push the button. That's it. Just push the button. Subscribe. Oh. And then they could also rate and review. Absolutely. Right. Just scroll to the bottom. There's some stars there. You can rate it, review. We would appreciate that because we love hearing from everybody. We sure do. If you have a question, um, something you're just curious about, uh, we have a number to call. You can reach us at one eight three three my bliss 692 We'd love to hear from you. Yes, yes. And with that, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the the Bliss Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.